0: Born with live, Jed Gillespie, welcome back to the Loosehead Sports Show, the number one sports show on planet Earth, proudly brought to you by Caffeine Chewing Gum Australia, probably the best caffeine supplement you'll ever have, ever. How are you, mate?
1: I'd say so, yeah. Oh, look, mate, it has to be, so many people keep asking me about Caffeine Gum, and they just need to go and fucking buy some, just buy some.
0: Thank you, www.CaffeineGumAustralia.com, strong no discount policy.
1: And uh, tell me if I'm wrong here, but at least half of the super teams are using it heavily at the moment. Are they not? Yeah, I dropped some.
0: I've got AFL, NRL. So Tars buy it. Brumbies have bought it. Not recently. Rebels buy it. Um, Force buy it. Uh, GWS bought some yesterday. Seagulls. Yeah, well, look, You know, if you want to be in.
1: successful, get some caffeine in, in your gullet. Get it this in is- now. If
0: you like seeing me do very little all day every day and going to the beach four times a day and drinking six to seven coffees a day then please buy caffeine gum Australia. <laughs> well I do, well I just do rugby stuff all day.
1: Yeah, good. Um, anyway, well, we, we had some rugby on weekend. So-
0: we did. We had a trial We had rugby.
1: Game. We had rugby. Yeah, we did. What?
0: Super super rugby. We had a trial game for Souths. Um, there was an A game, there was a Super W game. Um, there was a, mate, there was a lot happening on the weekend. Wait, who did you play? We played the TARS 20s. So we had like a mixed sort of grade Colts team and we, we played the TARS 20s, uh, which was a very good experience for some of the new boys and the young boys and, um, good to see where some of them are at. Um, then the A game was on and I'm pretty sure TARS started well, but the Brumbies came back, the Brumby runners came back and and sort of put it on them in the second half and then, then this was all at, at uh, foreshore oval, otherwise known as Rob James, mm. Rob James Park. Uh, then Super W was on it. It might have been the longest game in human history, Jed Gillespie. They played two okay. 30. Oh, it was an unbelievably long game. They played two 30-minute halves, and then they played two 15-minute sort of halves as well. So they had the four breaks, so it just made it go real long. Uh, but mate, really enjoyed it Some of the collisions that go in And the Super W puts the boys to shame To be honest I, What I was going to say is that the, the collisions in Super W Massive, mate Some of the girls are just putting in huge shots uh, I, I really enjoyed watching it And um, yeah, it's great weekend, mate what, you, what do you think of the TARS game?
1: I'll, I'll come back to the Super W later Because I actually watched their trial match the other week as well um, mm-hmm. And I enjoy it It's good, but they, I've got another topic for that one uh, The TARS game um, I got to be honest. I think the draw were awful. Um, wait, but at the simultaneously, I think the tars were good. So it's not one of those games where the tars could have done anything and still won. I think they probably could have won by sixty or seventy uh, if things went their way. Um, they 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 look good. They did some things well. Um, they you know they defended well. Um, they did they did enough to sort of to get over the line. I think it was a good start. Um, but the drua for me, are going to be bad. Yeah, I agree. I think they're going
0: to struggle to win a game this year. And after watching the Tars game, I think they're going to win quite a few games this year. Um, Do you know the, the pleasing thing, and it's a good sign of any rugby team, is that I, I thought they did play well. And compared to last year, it was, it was certainly an improvement on last year. But, but I still think it wasn't a performance that they would be overly pleased with. Considering the opposition and, and some of the errors and, you know, that some of the scrum stuff needs a bit of work on and, and there's some things that they can improve, but to to win a game and still not have, uh, uh, you know, an outstanding performance, let's just be honest, is a really good sign for the Tars, man. I, I think, you know, even the change in, within a year is quite remarkable, really.
1: Yeah, I, I I agree. I think it's a good start. It's probably it's probably worked out well. If they play the Jewel first. It's just like we said with the trials. It's a good confidence builder, you know. Um, but on the dual side, like I think it's very good for Pacific Rugby that Moana and Fiji are in the in the comp. But the question is now, if they get pummeled by eighty every game in both conferences, and then by the other teams, is it still a positive? You know, I don't. I don't know whether maybe that this needed more of a build-up, like two or three years. Because, like, by the way, they played their game plan was just bizarre. They they didn't do anything. They played like a almost Six Nations game plan where they went to their lineouts and their scrums, and none of it worked. Um, they didn't sort of rely on any of their natural flair, which they have, because I watched the trials. So I just don't know whether it'll end up looking like a great thing if they both go through their conferences hammered.
0: It's an interesting one, isn't it? Cause it's, it's, I, 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 remember I did a podcast with DC where I talked about this and and he, he's been one of the few coaches, certainly that I know that's, that's started a new franchise or a new team. And a lot of these teams have established cultures, established people, identities, and then they've got these two new teams who've come in and they're starting from scratch. I know the Milano Pacific have played a game or a couple of games over the last couple of years, but it's a brand new team, brand new people. And you know, so they, they, they're they starting from way behind the eight ball because they've got to create this new culture style of play and get everyone on the same page. And, and as you know, that doesn't happen overnight. So I think, you know, it's, it's, it's a bit of short-term pain for hopefully long-term game. I, I just hope that the results aren't too bad. Oh, fuck. See that lightning? Holy shit. Whew. Sorry. I'm like a dog with lightning. Fuck, it was hectic. Um, but yeah, yeah hopefully, been, the hopefully the long-term results now, the short-term results don't cause them long-term damage because I think once they event, eventually establish themselves and, and start to you know, come together, for a lack of a better way of saying it, it's going to be exciting.
1: Yeah. Well, look, the other thing is Moana didn't play. Um, which So they've had a COVID issue um, and it looks like it, they may or may not play this week again. So... That's, I suppose, one of the other downsides where the Tars, like, you know, they could field. I know Tane Edmund backed up and did both games, but for the most part, if you said, mate, you have to field two games, they could field two games. Uh, like, if Moana Pacifica or the draw, need to field two games, they can't do it. Uh, what I think worries me a little bit is the I'm already looking ahead and maybe I shouldn't be to the back end of this draw season and the back end of the Pacifica season. And I'm like, Pacifica might not play this week. Like that, they have a, another COVID because of an no, internal I, I COVID thing.
0: I, I'm pretty sure I read something that said that they're already not playing this week.
1: Yeah, so their first two weeks out, um, partially just into Ardern's fault, partially just the nature of being there. They're effectively an isolated group of 30 guys stuck in another country. You know, <laughs> if we could, if we 15 guys from the Tars, they would pull out 15 more guys. Now, would they be good? No, not as near as good as the first 15, but. As the season goes on, I worry about Moana already and they haven't even kicked the fucking ball off. And I worry about the drawer in terms of talent. But also, if the trends follow from NRC, do you remember the last year at NRC when the guy got done for biting? Yeah. <laughs> biting Andrew Reedy's fucking ear off and like, stuff like on the weekend, there's going to be a plethora of suspension. A plethora.
0: Yeah, yeah, 100%. It's gonna be interesting. I, look, the Todd actually made an interesting comment to me. Is that uh, we've kind of had all of our Omicron sort of cases here, and you are going to get a couple of interruptions from from time to time. But but from what he was saying, it seems like the peak of it's over. Whereas New Zealand haven't had that yet. So whilst for some of them they haven't had a hugely interrupted pre season or season, it's coming. So that they will lose guys. Uh, to the dreaded seaward word during the season. And then perhaps, perhaps when they eventually get over here, um, the competition might live, be a little bit closer. That's the hope anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that, yeah, I know. It makes sense. I mean, they've been, the whole country has been locked down. Um, anyway, on, on to the next. I thought the Rebels Reds was a grind. My takeaway, my big takeaway from the game was, there's, I don't know how the Rebels are going to score points. Don't know how they're going to score tries. I, I don't see it. I don't see it happening through the set piece. Their back row was is a pure work workman back row. They got uh, Wallace guy down playing number eight, Wellesley and Brad Wilkin. Those guys all just work. Um, the back line wasn't particularly inspirational and isn't at the super rugby. I don't know how they score points. That's that's what my takeaway is. I think they kick a fuckload of penalties. Um, but I don't think they had. the only guy, real game breaker, like line break bender, was the reserve number eight who came on big unit and carried like an animal. So I yeah. just don't know how that team scores points at the moment.
0: Um, someone, someone pointed something out to me maybe last year is that um, one of the things the Reds do to get to get their attack into the game is obviously get Taniela Tupo getting go for it, and because they have him and he's very very good at getting them go forward the rest of their attack kind of flows off him. Whereas a lot of the other teams do not have that type of character. And I don't think the rebels, unless you get that number eight starting, which you probably will this week going off, going off that. Well, actually, no, he won't because the captains, the captains are number eight. So he's going to be coming off the bench all year. So you, you really. No, well, was,
1: was he's at six. Well, at six. Um, okay. But there, there's a young, a young fellow. Oh, I don't know if he's young. He's young to me. What uh, Wallace at eight. So. Right. Look, yeah, I, they need they need like you said, they need something to to change their demographic. Oh, look, they have a young 5'8 as well, um, Carter Gordon. I I thought, did you watch the game? I watched the first half. I didn't think he was very good. Um, I mean, I think you get some you get some leeway when you're young, like and he's really young, like you know, twenty one or something like that. I think he had a game or two last year, and he and he might have done some good things, but. At the end of the day, you can't you don't you don't get points for sort of just because you're young. So he wasn't overly great. He didn't control the game that well, kicked a few balls out in the full. Um, they really, really, really need their guys back. They've got a few guys out and they need them back because at the moment, um, I think they would probably be one up from the Drew down the bottom. What about the Rumbies game? Did you watch that game? Rumbies Force. Force are, force are a decent side. The force are a decent side. It's going to be, I, I, yeah, they're going to, they're going to trouble some people. I, I, I'd really like to see them play the TARS right now because I need to figure out whether that would, for me, figure out how the sort of true power rankings are. Um, what were your thoughts on it? Yeah. Um, the
0: first half stats was something like 120 tackles to 19. So the force had all the ball and then and then apparently the brumbies had something like seven line breaks that they failed to capitalize on um, i probably switched it off at about 55 minutes it was just getting a bit grim um, con- considering the amount of rugby i was on the weekend obviously the scrum was good i like the brumbies more as always um they they win a lot of games i think they got some improvement there as well but if you're if you're making 119 tackles the brumbies made in the first half uh, and still winning the game you know not a bad result, probably not the performance they would have liked, though.
1: No, I think I think the force are capable of making some games ugly this year. I like that, and that's and like it was probably a bit of an ugly game. Um, making that sort of those tackles like that percentage is very, very impressive to do. Um, but also the force. You know, at times they earn their possession. So I oh, look, I think the force it's really interesting where they sit. I think they'll they're not thin necessarily squad wise. Like I think some like some of their second string guys are effectively as good as their first string guys. Yeah. Um I think they're gonna win some games. I think they're gonna win some games. They seem to have recruited the opposite way to all the other Australian teams
0: where they've they've gone for a little bit of experience with their sort of second, third string guys, which you know if you think about it, it makes a lot it's of sense. So smart, it makes it's a lot so of sense. smart, and
1: that's what I mean. Like, you know, if at the TARS where your first string guy, he's probably better. Oh, I'm not going to use a tars, like the your Reds first string guys probably better than the Force first string guy, but the second and third string of the Force, I think, are, are are very capable guys. They're they're my who if I was putting a squad together, I'd have as sort of my squad players, guys yeah. who've done six years pro. You know, they're big enough for their position, like. I think they're good at that. I don't know what happens over there to get them, but they're good at that. So, so I think the forcing the t- – <laughs> Yeah, I think the the coal money, fresh off the the coal. Uh, well, Twiggy, uh, Twiggy, money. But,
0: Twiggy owns are yeah. and Williams as well, so he's he's
1: an absolute baller. You know, so what, yeah. what, what, why wouldn't you want to
0: play at forty five years of age still?
1: Yeah, I don't know why we want to play 49 years of age, but the yeah, look, I think the TARS and the Force for me are on a similar little plane in my mind. I'd like to see them play.
0: What would you Um, you, have like going from the TARS game? What would be the improvements you'd like to see this week?
1: They're playing a proper set piece this week, yeah. So they've had like set piece ascendancy. For the last three games including the trials um and including the Drewer, who you know take away there was penalties galore and i think the ref personally just decided he was going to start penalizing the tars. um i don't know there was just the same collapse 45 fucking times um but they're playing Taniella and whoever they choose to start at loosehead who weren't very nice to the rebels and i don't think the rebels have got that bad a scrum um so that's going to be a challenge. Um, the other thing for the Tars, which sound like a fucking broken record, but I think if they have – Parecki has to play 80, I think, if they if they want to win tight games. Um, he's, so he's, um, he's, he's, I had to review the scrum. Yeah. I had to review the scrum for our level three course on the weekend.
0: And and mm. the, the biggest change from when they took the first front row off to the second front row is, is – um, what's the other hooker's name? Horton? Horton? Yeah, Horton's, Horton's scrummaging at an angle. And then because he's doing that, Tetra's at an angle and all the weight of the scrum is going on to, to young TR. Um, but with, when you got Dave Perecki there, the scrum's better. The line-out's going to be better. Um, around the field, it's going to be better. So it's it's a hard one because I think you've got to blood these guys. Like the Tars were obviously going to win that game. So that's the time where you've got to put those young guys on, give them a taste of super rugby, rather than when you play playing the Reds and it's, you know, 10 minutes to go and you're still fucking in the game. Does, does that make sense? Yeah, well,
1: yeah, it makes sense. But look, I think... So you got to balance
0: progressing these guys. You gotta, sorry, you got to balance progressing these guys with winning games because there's a point in the season where they will need them.
1: Absolutely. I mean, but like, yeah, you, you, at the moment, I don't think the task can treat their bench as finishers. this term, this like all blacks thing where these yeah. seven guys come on who are all awesome as well and they're yeah. good for that time in the game because that's not where they are at the moment. So like the Reds playing yellow for 80 when they've got fucking hard games, I think a lot of these guys have got to play massive, massive minutes in order for the Tars to win tight games. Um, I, I think this will be their first test of actually playing a football team that um, plays conventionally, but are good at the conventional things. So like the, the Reds have a good line They have a very, very good scrum, They have a kicking tent. They've got all the things you know, that the Druah didn't have, to be honest. So it's going to be a test. I just don't – they've gone well in their trial matches and Drewer having a good scrum and line-out for the first – for the most part. Yeah. If that stuff is taken away, I'll just be interested because they don't really have a conventional fullback. You know, they – yeah. I
0: agree. I agree. So um, I actually put on Instagram for a few fan questions and, and one of them was, after round one, have you revised your power rankings?
1: I think, the, I think the Brumbies would have to be one. I, the Reds have been a bit shaky. So, yes, I've revised them. Uh, I still think the Reds will win the comp, but I'll have Brumbies won. I will win the
0: Australian version of the comp. and
1: Yeah, like they'll be the they're top of win the, the top comp.
0: Yeah, the top of the Australians. <laughs> yeah. Was there anything that's – this is a two-part question from, from um, you know, listener. Um, were there any, any surprises from round one for you?
1: Um, wait, just quickly It'll be So it's now Brumbies, Reds uh, I'm going to have Tars up to three Yeah. Force Rebels, Drew So yes, being changes is galore. Um, yep. But the Rebels are in big trouble unless they get their guys back
0: I'd agree with that I, I reckon when it gets down to late in the year Rebels,
1: Tars uh, will be a very
0: interesting game Because it'll be a lot of Shoot Shield guys Hopefully a lot of Eastwood guys playing uh, Were there any, any surprises um, from, from that round for you?
1: Yeah, I, I thought, I thought, we, I, 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 again, I've, I've mentioned it. I thought we'd see a little bit, a different game plan from the draw. I thought they were going to light it up, score some trials from 70 80. They beat the force on the bell in the trials, 100 meter try, you know. So their whole game plan was, um, was a surprise to me. I thought we'd see some more points as well from the Reds. Um, I just thought, like, they've got a, they're an electricity factory in terms of, like, you know, Pattaya, O'Connor, the back row at plus one, who are all amazing. Harry Harry Um, Wilson. Harry Wilson. I thought we'd see some more points. So I I was a little bit surprised that that game also wasn't, um, you know, up in the sort of 30s, 30 to 15 or something like that. But there there wasn't any major shocks. Have you got a player of the round? Uh, Jake Gordon was pretty good, man. Did,
0: do you know who stood out for me on the weekend? And I, I don't like talking him up, but I, I thought Holloway was outstanding. Old, yeah, man, was old man Holloway, um, you know, he's finally he's finally playing footy. Like, you
1: know. Yeah, I know. He, he, look, he's a good player, man. He, he's, he's a very good player. So uh, it's good to see him get some flowers. If he, if he grinds this out, I think he'll beat some people up and surprise some people. We should start a publicity campaign to get him in the wallabies,
0: but I don't think that would actually help him uh, if we no, did that. Would hurt him a lot. <laughs> it definitely would. Um, all right. Did you have anything else you want to talk about before we go to some fan questions? Anything interesting? Yeah, I do. I, I do.
1: Have... So quickly. Go. So the Tars, Tars are playing the Reds. Um, uh, Tars are 375. I think that's probably a bit long. Um, they're... they're That'll be closer than people think. Unless the Reds unlock something that they haven't unlocked yet, that'll be closer than people think. Brumbies, Fiji, uh, that could be Brumbies 100. Brumbies will kill them. That could be 100. And I think the Force are going to beat Rebels. That will, be de- either,
0: that will either be a great game or a terrible game uh, to watch. And uh, I'm with you on that. I agree with you on all three. I think the Reds will beat the Waratahs though. I hope I'm wrong. Yep.
1: Um, now, again, I've got one I've got, I've got one thing to raise Go. One thing and it ties back to Super W Did you see the uh, thing going around Instagram about women's uh, women's sport and their pay discrepancy
0: Yes but yes I did yes
1: Yeah I just it was interesting I was having I was discussing it with a few people We've tried to solve that issue here before but um, it was interesting to see actually what the pay what the payments were Um yeah, particularly in the w, uh, is, I I don't think it's called W anymore. Netball was was interesting. I thought the WAFL, or the AFLW, or like whichever way that they're branding it this year was interesting. But it came remember back to the shared like,
0: it. I've seen. I've seen it on a few pages. Can you remember anyone that shared I'll, it? I'll see if I
1: can. Uh, two seconds. Uh, I found it interesting. Well, there's two ways to look at it, right? If you look at it from a purely like revenue model the payment isn't going to be good yeah here it is so minimum wages of women in sport i'm just going to send it to you uh aflw sixteen thousand, wnbl 15 wbbl 26 that's not a long tournament uh a league 16 grand super netball 43 super w unpaid nrlw 8500 um and then that compared to the the guys who were ver, very low, <laughs> I thought um, lower certainly
0: lower than you'd expect, particularly with the AFL. Um, I kind of expected the rest, but that's the minimum. So potentially people are getting a lot more than that. You know,
1: yeah, it's it's, I suppose it's yeah. Well, like there's two ways. There's two ways to go about it. Like you can yeah. pump money into it. So like I, the argument is always. At the moment, like those, the the reason hypothetically why people get paid, and it's like you take the argument to tennis, is why women's tennis get paid is because they attract massive crowds. The women's tennis is on par with men's in terms of people who want to go to watch those games. They get paid the same. Um, at the moment, that's not the case. So, you know, whilst me and you and most of our friends are, spend half of the year sitting around in a bar, like discussing hypothetical arrangements of plays that will never happen because you weren't crazy people. Um, that's not the case at the moment for women's sport. So it's subsidized, I would say enormously by, by the other side, but the argument is, well, why don't you boost one up? Like boost something up, boost AFLW up and see if you can get, get traction because it's very hard to get traction from the bottom. Um, and I don't really have an issue with that. I think it's worth a test case in certainly one of the, one of the sports. But a core part of it is at some point, like if you, you know, if you if you want equal pay and you want this and you want women women's athletes to earn more, you have to go and watch. You have to buy merchandise. Yeah. You have to support the team. You have to do all that shit because, like, in the same way that like. Twelve of my mates are all nerds. Are sitting around at four AM doing fantasy football, like that has to carry over a little bit, and that's the, like that's the way that you know wages will go up.
0: Completely agree. My my argument would be, so that a lot of people would make the the argument about that, but my argument would be that um, if the marketing revenue was relatively equal, then maybe uh, they'd have a chance of boosting the profile for the sport. That would be my counter argument to that. Um, but I agree. Yeah, no, no, no. So, um,
1: I agree. I'm I'm with you on that. So, like, I'm saying, like, let's boot, like, I think one of the sports should boost the marketing profile, like, get it out there, get it happening. Um, like, I, me and you are probably some people who'd watch it, but, like, if you're a proponent of female sport and you're a big fan of female sports, they need females who are as crazy and interested as as we are in it to constantly watch it and support it. Yeah. Um, So I'd happily see that as a test case, but otherwise, the thing that was resounding from that for me is the fact that the men's salary is also awful. So well, that's you know, the, in sports where again,
0: that's the, that's the minimum.
1: That is the minimum. Yeah, I know, I know. But like, how many? We, I know a lot of fucking people on the minimum. Yeah. Or not, not the well, minimum, but like not far off. I would have thought Super Rugby would be less than that actually. Fifty three. So, say fifty-three thousand super rugby minimum. Um, There'd be people getting uh, paid like, less than that. If, yeah, I mean, if you look at like, but if you look at say the revenue of interest as defined by gender at the moment, and it was it, realistically, it's probably ninety-five percent male. Mm. You know, the pay discrepancies then not that big. But I, I would, I watch all of. I don't watch the WNBL, but apart from that, I watch pretty much the rest of it. So, I'd like to see wages increase. Like. Super W being unpaid sucks. Um, effectively makes it a club comp, and it'd be very hard to do if you're a professional woman. Like some serious with commitments. With some serious commitments involved yeah. as well. You know, it's still like, yeah.
0: it's, it's it's amateur, but they're they're taking it very seriously. So I suppose, they should definitely yeah. I mean, I agree.
1: But the, the thing that annoys me is all the pages that share it. Right. I I know the plays one eight. I guarantee you all these people don't. So, like, if they just gave a more of a fucking actually, you know, there's like 30,000 followers on this page. If they all went and bought a membership or followed the team and went to the games, those, the, the women would have a salary. The problem is, I like, I'm the one who knows who the outside center is. Like, you're the one who watched the game on the weekend. So, it's people need to do a little bit less virtue signal, a little bit more actually fucking pouring. Time into the team, yeah. bit look, it'd be very interesting if they
0: came up with like a Super W streaming service, and they charge a, a subscription fee to watch the games, uh, and all that revenue once you cover costs goes back into the the player pool. It'd
1: be very interesting to see what
0: they came up with there.
1: I fucking one hundred percent support that and agree with that. I love the NRLW. Um, I like the Super W, but people need to start getting on board because otherwise like there's no there's no point complaining we need people on board All right now get to less conversation
0: bring me a little more action action there's some I can't there's something I can't ask uh, these are the Eastwood guys like giving it a you, by the way I love that about them um, would you rather get dicked guys, in a scrum or get manhandled by a nine while carrying that's from Mr.
1: Jake Douglas I, reckon, I mean both of those things have definitely happened to me so i'd probably rather get smashed oh gee i'll probably rather <laughs> i'd probably rather get smashed in the scrum but well, it was
0: okay well let's let's uh let's put that to push over try or
1: get smashed by a nine smashed by nine <laughs> <laughs> what about
0: you i'd rather get fucking smashed by a nine and then i' mean, I'm I'm the just saying, i'd be like man that yeah, I that one's good. I, De, De, I remember the first time I met DeVet Roos, I'd like run it in training. Didn't realize that he was like a South African junior wrestling champion and just sat me on my ass. I'm like, oh, I'll never, never, never made that mistake again. Um, What human would complete Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's
1: some
0: the jackals. Duos- Apologies, sir. I've cut you off. It's a very bad habit of mine. All I was going to say is uh, what human would complete your wolf pack and make this duo a throuble? If we were going to add a third host to this
1: show, do um, so. It says my internet isn't working.
0: This is just We need to do these in
1: person. You're all buddy.
0: Is it the rain? It's kind of backed off here.
1: good yep go you. um far out. not enough people know the person but Dave Portnoy would be my number one I love Dave Portnoy I what want about him people on that, oh, I, I love
0: um, him too look a bit of a hero to both of us but uh if we could actually get someone that it was a possibility
1: <laughs> who would that be I think Dave's done available um
0: he has 25 podcasts. What's one more for him,
1: you know, from the sporting world? I'd love to get Peter Fitzsimmons on here and just hammer him about being a communist. Um, would you actually hammer him? I reckon I could actually get him, yeah, but like what, as a regular guest or one? Or... Oh, I'm not a regular, well, maybe
0: not, not a regular guest, but
1: he wanted to, he'd definitely do it. I reckon he'll want to talk rugby, and I'll just start asking him about his. Economic policies. Uh, I, Chubby, I don't have a good answer for this. Have you got someone you'd go to straight up?
0: No, I, I look obviously like for the, the views, it'd be good to get Michael Huber on every week. Or Nick Nick yeah. Honey Badger Cummins. He'd be awesome.
1: You know. Yeah, I wouldn't mind knowing. I want to know what went on backstage of The Bachelor, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> but, but I don't. That's a ball of movies. Yeah, I don't on, I don't by
0: the way. I love that from him.
1: Yep well, I don't. I'm jumping out at me from the media that I'm like, oh, I, n- I desperately need Waleed Ali on here to fucking drown out my, drown out my rant. Fucked yeah, There's guy, bro. a strong
0: no Waleed Ali policy on this show, mate. Strong no oh, Waleed Ali policy. Hate that. Righty, guy, bro. What's the name? What would your porn star name be? To to go to something serious all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You go first, bro. Fuck this segment. This is bullshit. You go first. I'm fucking sick of this.
0: What well, like of the re- of the remaining questions? That's like the only one that I could ask. You're kidding there's me? Some, oh, there's some terrible ones. Like, have you got any tips for a young bloke looking for love? That's that's another one. I had to cut the first half of that out though, because because you probably don't really yeah, okay. I
1: I got some tips. I got I got tips for that. I got tips for that. I, my advice would be place statistics, date, way far better looking people than you. And then as soon as you find one, try and have a baby as fast as you can. Lock her in. <laughs> so, so she can't leave you. Yep. That's um, that, that would be my... That.
0: That's, <laughs> That's my I was going to say, do it once you've had a sporting career because, uh, you know, that shit gets complicated, so all right, anything else, Mr. Jerry Gillespie? Oh, oh actually, I wanted to ask you, you. You're obviously a big Justin Trudeau fan. Um, what do you make of what, what's going on think. in Canada at the moment? Let's know what you were saying offline.
1: Canada, Canada oh. is effectively being run by a tyrant at the moment. It's very, very bad. Very bad. Um, he, he tried to bring in some crazy laws as well. We spoke about emergency powers. They got shut down by the federal court. So um, really interesting, though, the GoFundMe, they raised $10 million and GoFundMe said, no, we're not going to give it to them. So they're all vaccinated as well. Like the vast, vast majority of them vaccinated. But it's very, it's, it's a, such a weird political time. It really is. Um, yeah, Canada's dear. bad. Canada, because China, China, Canada at the moment for me,
0: Ooh, Canada was, my Canada was always the place, wasn't it? It was like the fucking place to go. But now, from all the stuff you're hearing now, it's like you wouldn't go near there.
1: Yeah, we've always been really similar to, to Canada, like very liberal, like, you know, like very welcoming with our thoughts. But they've, I don't know, for the first time ever, been actually asked to like put under some pressure with something and they've, not handling it very well, unfortunately. Yeah.
0: So, I sat on a plane um, once to Hong Kong and uh, it was China Air. And there were two non Chinese people on the plane. There were two blokes that weighed over 115 kilos on the plane and they sat us both right next to each other. And uh, he's a guy from Whistler in Canada. And geez, that sounds like a place, Jed Gillespie.
1: People like you would really enjoy it. Yeah, there, man. I imagine. I've heard I'm, I'm not a snow sport. I like snowboarding, but I'm not like a guy who went and did like seasons out there. I've heard unbelievable things about Whistler. Effectively it's the, you know, where I live in America equivalent. It's just, it's just heaven on earth. So he
0: yeah, called it never, never land. So you go there and never grow up. And he was telling well, me stories about how he'd go like cross country skiing, but he'd have to take a knife and a gun just in case they came across like a grizzly or a wolf or something yeah,
1: like that. Yeah. Or just a, an angry sports fan. Um, I, I would love I would love to live in uh, just uh besides the current environment with uh uh Commander Trudeau, I would love ca- to be in Canada I've heard nothing but good things. Um they love rugby as well. Um uh, big, ma- which big is marijuana good.
0: country as well.
1: <laughs> which is good for you. I'm not I don't like marijuana. Um I'll tell you oh actually I'll tell you what annoyed me this week, Chubby. Do you follow like rugby pass and all those things on Instagram? Yeah, but I need to one. Oh, the highlights they put up of the MLR are the worst fucking highlights of all they're the most American things, bro. They're like the reason why we love rugby. It's just like one guy passing it to another guy. Like when you get into into highlight stuff, I'm expecting fucking high level things. Those was one the other day saying, like, you know, best. Is this the best palm of all time? Guy palms and gets tackled. I'm like, you guys are so fucking American. Um, I, there's a chance they'll turn it into a different sport over there. Uh, the MLR is um, – I actually think DC got in and out at a fucking great time because the well, I think it would be a really fun place to go to play football, but Americans just have a strange way of Americanizing everything about the contacts and the rules. They, they non-stop talk about the rules of the game. It fucking drives me crazy. I want to ask you a question. Did, did you
0: do your review for a game straight after a game? So, like, you played at three, finished at five, and then you'll do your review that night, or do you wait till the next day? I'll probably do it that night, or at least half. Interesting. I uh, the Tars boys all did it the night after that night, straight after they finished. Um, yeah, I, like I, I do. If none it. One of you would have slept. They wouldn't have slept, and gone straight to coaching thing the next day. Yeah, it's it, it oh. fucking sucks. Like a little um, bit different at Shoot Shield because you're finishing at five. Like even if you stay for a couple of beers, you could be home by seven, so you could do it then. But if you're finishing a Super Rugby game, you finish at ten thirty, an hour of pre-match stuff, post-match stuff, then you're getting home by midnight. Realistically, at the absolute earliest.
1: Yeah, no, it's not. A, it's not easy, but I, I like. I, yeah, it's. It's. I'd say it's a lot easier to chill. Just suck down a few Diet Coke real quick after the game, run home, um, and then yeah, just get straight into it i'd say like last year i'd usually wrap around like 12 30 or one but the super guys like they're like i suppose it is their job but at the same time saturdays would be particularly fucking exhausting getting the team off the bus at on the bus at you know 10 a.m or whatever wherever they are and then you know pulling up stumps on reviewing the i drew a spear tackle from a fucking ruck at you know 4 a.m so It'd be a bit. The, of a They're at
0: Southern Districts Rugby Club at nine
1: nine the next morning. Yeah, actually, I uh, I spoke to young uh, Tane Edmund. Uh, he played both games. He did. which I thought was very old school, very old school. It was a throwback. Um, so he would have no doubt, which I really tickled me because I, I, I don't know. I think he's a big fan of the show, but I think he's a inconsistent fan of the show. So made me laugh that he had to go and do that. Um, he probably thought he was done for the weekend and then he's in the he car on the way knees. to fucking... He would have got, <laughs> yeah, got, he not... he
0: got a message at 3am going, hey, Tane, you, you need to play this weekend. Uh, play tomorrow and he, he would have been, where, where do all you people go over from West Ryan? It'd be some
1: bold. Not only... Something. <laughs> <laughs> Not only play though, like you got to start. you got to start at 10 in this game. Oh, my goodness me. So... Actually, that reminds me. In, I know in Ireland, so like the Shoot Shield equivalent in Ireland, the AIL, um, second-grade play on Sunday. So only first-grade play on Saturday. So if you're on the bench for once, which we've both been on the bench for once a few times, there's no, no drinking Saturday night. You've got to be on the bench on Saturday. You might get 20 minutes, and then all your mates go out in Dublin, fight people, kiss Irish girls and you just got to be what having a tea or being they? really pissed why do they do that just to I haven't no, have no fucking idea I had uh, Tom Murphy who's our uh, seven at Eastwood he played you know, another friend of mine played over there um and yeah it's, you just don't want to be in second grade I, I mean if there's ever incentive to train hard work hard it is Maybe to that's play wise. your Maybe game on Saturday <laughs>
0: yeah that's it
1: well, yeah, it's like, I, that's I reckon it, the hardest Actually, job in shoot yeah. field
0: is being a third grader and then having to sit in the bench for second grade. Like the lower grade guys that have to sit and then all of a sudden there's an injury in the first five minutes and they have to play two full games. And then sometimes they might have to sit, stand by for first grade as well. I've had to do
1: that a few times. Yeah, Mate, I, I, absolutely guys have had to do that. I think certainly from... It's happened a few notable times at Eastwood, like, you know, very, very obvious where someone goes down the first 30 seconds or something like that. And I think the guys have made a habit of like giving them their match payment because like, fuck me, imagine playing like 82nd grade. Like you get very cold after that game. You're probably buzzing or Hungry. you're sad from whatever you happened.
0: Have been, you wouldn't have been eaten since like very early that morning, you know, dehydrated, fucking yeah. hard man.
1: It's a, It's actually a skill. I. Actually, I really liked playing off the bench. I, because I, I fucking hate warming up. Um, so I liked playing off the bench. But you know, a lot of guys like to be nice and warm and like, you know, do everything. You're free, I don't care what you do on the sideline during the shoot shield. You are fucking freezing when you get on that field, and everyone's pissing, sweat gassed. Um, it's a, it takes a while to get in the game. It's hard. It's really hard. You gonna play this year? No, 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 no. I, I actually we did this. a
0: when you play, I'll clip this.
1: Yeah, you can clip it whenever you like. I'll fucking you can have the keys to my car if I play. I um but you don't want to shit car. Uh, I <laughs> I we did Bow Model on Saturday as a bit of a get out there, see the world. Uh so I went and I had to take shoes for someone. I obviously forgot to do that, so I gave them my shoes. I uh, thought I can just sort of stand halfway uphill. And uh, have you ever done it? Nah, never been. Uh, it's a, it's a, basically to go from the beach of Bound all the way up to the road, probably like six seven 700 metres and it's yeah. inclined. Um, but after sort of half a rep, I was like, I can't stand here and watch the boy. Like I need to do it. They're going to yeah. have any respect for me. So I did about three barefoot and I fucking could not, fucking walk the next day couldn't walk i i still got a massive massive calf problem. i would have 20 cars but big problems with them um and it just made me think i don't ever want to train this hard ever again yeah it's funny isn't it once you've lost
0: it you've totally lost it eh? like i was half tempted to play third grade maybe this year or fourth grade just for like an excuse to exercise because i've been so lazy lately and then um i started going to training like, obviously, coaching. I'm like, there's no way I'm doing this, man. No way in hell. It's too
1: hard. No. I think I used to always think the same thing walking, like, you know, when you're getting ready to go, uh, like, get strapped for the game or whatever the fuck, walking across, watching second grade. I used to look at the contacts <laughs> and go,
0: Oh, I was the same hell. third grade, the same. Yeah, looking, <laughs> that like, looked awful. There's no way what? I want to do that. And then you play first grade, and it's like another step up as well. Um, actually, yeah. you know, it was very interesting seeing the 20s game and then the A game straight after, after. just see, the, huge, the huge jump in standard. Very yeah. noticeable when you see it one after the other. Oh, mate,
1: um, so different. Like, I my first year of Colts, I played grade first and. Then I went back to Colts, and the speed—it doesn't sound right because Colts guys should be faster. The speed of men's games is so fucking fast. Like if you're coming from Colts, even up the grades, like, that's one thing you notice. Obviously, skill level changes, but the fucking speed of first grade versus first Colts—it's like watching it on times two. It's just so fast. Um, and that's what. Yeah. When's your first trial game? 12, I think.
0: Okay, so coming up pretty quick.
1: Does that make sense? Yeah, 12. 26
0: this week, so
1: two weeks after. We split out. Well, like our first trial, week, so we have two sort of intermingled teams rather than a first grade, second grade. Yeah. Um, we've been doing that for sort of three years, I think. So, yeah, we'll, we'll have that for the first trial, and then I think they'll start, uh, like, you know, picking the side after that. Who, um, who are you playing? I believe we're playing Gordon straight off the bat. Um, okay. It's funny. with was do, do you guys have like you do you guys have teams you play every fucking year? Yeah, we
0: seem to. I think we've changed it a little bit this year. I, I don't. Yeah, I, I try and stay out of that. We always used to go to Rockdale, which is the worst place. Shout out to Rockdale, worst place in the world to go. Um, there's an Elginar <laughs> Cogra now, so that makes it a little bit more bearable to go there. Uh, El big fan of the show. We will take free food for sponsorship if you want to sponsor us, El But yeah, usually the same teams every year, but I think they're mixing it up this year and playing trials at Sears as well.
1: Yeah, from what I gather, the trials, and I this is based on some very loose, like me observing, but the trial situation is very much like, hey, Chubby, do you go on a play game? And then you're well, like, yeah, we, all right. I don't know why we didn't ask and you we likewise. just tee it up. We well, but like, this. think back... Back like a decade. I I can only remember playing sort of max five teams in the whole decade. We always play Sydney Uni. We always play Gordon, and we play West a lot. And like that's we we that's mostly our three trials. I don't know who do you guys go? Uh, we've got Gordon and East. Ah, uh, Waringa. Gordon
0: and Waringa. We've got a trial and Barrel versus Bean and the Illawarras. While Wall- in a couple of weeks, and then Gordon and Waringa. Awesome. So.
1: Yeah, so well, it's a nice. I love Barrel. I love Barrel. I've never been. i never. Shout out to Barrel. Shout out to mate. Great. It's fucking great. And the the Barrel Blacks um home home ground is where they had the last trial the other week. It's great. It's fucking I, great. So I had this thought. I had this thought intrigued. the other
0: day, and I'm not saying we could do it or should do it. Would you ever do? You, do you ever reckon you can do a live training session with another club? I'm sure I've asked you before.
1: Oh, like a scrimmage. Yeah,
0: so just say like Eastwood and South. We're going to do a forward session, and we're going to do fifteen live scrums, twenty live scrums, whatever it is, and then we'll do like a, a block of mauling and a block of lineouts. Like, do you reckon that that would work, or would it just get some really? shit because guys would get competitive? Because I know England, England sometimes do it with Georgia, um, which would be fucking pretty rough with the scrum. Yeah, but but it might maybe if you. are doing it against a team that you don't play against maybe that's how you do it i don't know but
1: well they do it in the nfl you see it on like yeah stuff they do like you know the cardinals and seahawks would do like a scrimmage where there's no contact but you know the attack and defenders are running their routes um so i don't know man i've never fucking i've never thought of that in my life Never.
0: i thought the other day because we were we were scheduled to do a session tough forwards and I'm like, fuck, I imagine I wonder if other teams would want to do it because you want to put your guys in game situations. There's no better mm. way to do it. You know, then you probably get people like James Whalen just going full crazy. I had to bring him up. Shout out to <laughs> <laughs> Shout
1: Yeah, to Whalow. No, I think he'd be fine. Um, yeah, I, I think that'd be interesting. I think I could see like I could see coaches being interested in that. I could see, I don't know what that doesn't happen at the moment. I mean, you're not gonna do it with Sydney Unix, so Gonna fucking want to punch their heads in. But yeah. and show sure, City Uni. I'm just talking about my players, especially not the guys who wear the gold jackets in the fucking crowd. Um, but uh like with two teams who are fairly amicable and like at the right point in preseason, I think that would be quite useful.
0: Yeah, the, the only thing I would think is is if we're doing it against you guys, we wouldn't sh- wanna show any of our lineouts. we wouldn't want to show our mall system. Well, that that's the you know, right. that's so, that's the downside it, to it. it
1: yeah, yeah. See, it reduces it. Where like I'd, I'd be like, right, guys, you can only do, you know, this first fifteen percent of out. So you can't do anything after that because it doesn't matter what happens today. Really, what you get the most out of is scrummage. So really, yeah. we're we're taking these back now, and we're effectively we're we're taking our scrubs on the road. Basically, that's the theory. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, no, it's interesting because you get guys that like the same guys scrum against each other every week. And, and yeah, know, some, yeah. people, some people do different things. So trying to give them more game specific sort of looks, I guess, if you will. Um, yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, that's in essence. Uh, the, the. That's why like, if you do in any position, you have a guy who's fucking played a billion games, man. He's already, that's why they're so valuable now in the under 25 score is because like, he doesn't have to do this travel. You know what I mean? Like he's already played. That guy, he's played that guy, he's played that guy. I heard a thing when I was young that Ben Robinson used to write down all the tight heads he played and what they what they did. Yeah, And I don't know if that's actually true, but that's effectively what you get with your experienced guys. You, you just you sort of know how to play. I remember playing thinking, guys packing certain ways, what to do on certain days. And I think you'd get that in any position.
0: I know uh, guys have played rugby for Australia who'd have a database of all the props in, in that competition that they might come against. So, just say one week I'm playing against Ruth Sheriff, and then I'm, and you know Eastwood might have a Jed Gillespie type character as well. So I've got he'd have a database of everyone that he would play against, so he could go and look at your scrums, write down everything that he knew about you, so that he could just go and look at it. So he would do that every preseason.
1: Crazy. Yeah, I mean. What, what... Like, I remember in Melbourne, like, I when we played the Tars, they were like, yeah, can you pack in a certain way this week? Like, or, like, you know, trying to replicate What do you think of that, by the way?
0: What do you think of that? Because I I guess if you're preparing a guy to play super rugby, then that's fine. So you could angle in or hit square or do whatever the loose heads are doing. That's fine because you're not playing. But if you're getting your second-grade guys to do that against your first-grade guys, in a way, you're sort of messing up your second-grade guy.
1: Oh, it's very, it's very difficult. I mean, that the having that those guys, I think, is so good for Super Rugby. Like having having ten extra guys who like, and this is fucking what happens every week. You get a sheet with the lineouts on it, and what out the you know that your coach perceives their lineouts to be. You fucking learn them. You you figure out how they scrum. I mean, you know they change so much, but you scrum like that. You get their attack, and you learn it all every week so for people who know that like that's what you do so if you're sort of didn't get picked for the rebels 23 and you're in the next 10 that's what you're doing that week so this week they are the they are the force and so they've learned all the force lines all the force scrums they've got their force attack there'll be someone in a red bib you know and he's fucking uh reason Pasatoa uh, or bailey um and he's got to be them for the training session i think it's so helpful like I think it would be really helpful like from a defensive perspective, having guys just doing a similar attacking style, similar attacking style at training. But at shoot shield level, I don't know. It's not it's not possible. But so to me, unless you agree. So to- yeah.
0: it's like the scout team in the NFL. They have these yeah. guys that do do that. But at shoot shield level or second grade level, if I'm gonna get my loose head to angle in, some of them are gonna think, oh hey, Chubby wants me to angle in, in the game. Yeah. Do you, do you, know, do you know what I mean?
1: Or, Definitely or- know what you
0: mean. So it's a it's a it's, hard one because you want to so, give your first um, grade guys looks, but you got to take off, look after your other guys as well.
1: Yeah, it's so, but it's so it's I, I look. I spent no no secrets. I spent fucking thirty five weeks on scout team pretty much, um, and it's, it's it's very fucking useful. Like you do see if you if you have a good coach, you'll see the same things that you have to learn replicating the games. Um, and I could I can already see it as being such a useful tool for training. It's just me having ten fucking guys. I could be like, okay, you know, run an 11 pattern and then kick the corner and just do all the things that um, that the team you're playing do. But you can't do it at, um, at Shoot Shield because you're just knifing 10 blokes who are probably next up to bat. Yeah. Um, just on Shoot Shield quickly, Chubby, before we close it out, there's, there was like some rumors the other year. I don't know whether they're sticking around. But like, I suppose that the, the two contrary points for the Shoot Shield were. Four grades, three colts, right? Correct. The other, I believe, was two and two. Well, the
0: other, the alternative proposal, do you mean?
1: Yeah. And so I know that, like, there was some sort of pack, like mega, mega power pack forming between the effectively the more wealthy clubs, um, to which I'm not including our own because. We don't actually have money, but like you know, East Sydney Uni, something like that. And wanted to make it more of a elite comp in the respect of having you know two really good grades you focus on, and then two cults. Yeah. Like, well, what? A, would be, like, so I mean, I suppose the question would be like: <laughs> the, Had you heard that before?
0: Yeah, yeah, I have heard that. Yeah. What yeah. are your thoughts uh, on it? I think. There's a huge amount of self-interest going on with a lot of people. And I think in an ideal world, four grades, three cults is awesome. More people playing rugby, more people through the doors. Uh, you want It's a community club. So the beautiful thing about Shoot Shield is that it's always been a home for aspirational players and for the guys who just want to have a beer with their mates on the weekend. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's been very special for the entire time. I I think the world's changed a little bit and there's like, even talking to some kids coaches, there's far less kids playing sport these days than ever before. And, and I think you have to do a lot of recruiting. So we've talked about this before, but there there are clubs who have done a huge amount of recruiting. So they've got four grades, three Colts. And I think if your motive Jed, is to improve the standard of rugby, Having a premier grade team and a second grade team and a top Colts team, maybe a second Colts team, is probably going to be the way to go because once you get a few injuries, you're going to dilute the standard of the remaining competitions towards the back end of the year. So I I don't know. It's going to be very interesting, but I I think it depends on their motives. If they want as many people playing rugby as possible, I think you've got to have your four grades, your three Colts. If you are looking to improve the standard of rugby, I think that's going to make it very hard if you have all those grades.
1: Yeah, man. I, 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 sort of your first take, I couldn't have said it better. I, I didn't like it at all. Um, there, like the best, the best. I mean, I'll say not all clubs have massive culture, and that's not coming from like some sort of fucking high horse where I think where the center, center of culture in the world, I think we need to be way better actually. But like South has a fucking huge culture that comes with the club. And a lot of that is generated in threes and fours because they're yep. guys who are playing purely because they like playing football. There's no like fucking payments. There's no interest to go to England. There's no super rugby. They like playing footy on the weekend. So I, I, it just, it came back to my mind just because, you know, if you don't, we, we haven't seen, I've missed some regulars at training who are sort of always a fourth grade regulars, but you underestimate how important they are to the club because they drive a lot of the culture, the internal culture. I think if it went to a two-team, one-colts club, um, it's more professional. Um, you'd have squads, otherwise us wouldn't play. You, you're you right. Could still do that.
0: I think you could still do that and have your third and fourth grade guys. So rather than make it a compulsory thing, you go, we're still going to have third and fourth grade, but the requirements for the club to be in this competition, you're going to have first and second grade. And Then when Eastwood has a good third grade or fourth grade team, you're still playing a competition. So I think you could have the best of both worlds there. But look, as you know, mate, there's nothing better when you're a first grade guy and you walk in the gates and fourth grade have won your first game of the day. Just sets the tone for the day. Uh, We we had like an old boy kind of reunion day. On the weekend, uh, they did, like, some, something we've tried to do is because because there's been a huge generational change and a lot of new guys to the club, and then you throw in the C word over the last couple of years, they kind of lost connection with some of the old boys. So we had a little bit of a day where some of the boys got to hear some of the stories of fucking crazy people like Rob James. And uh, it was awesome, mate. It was awesome. You know, yeah, you're right. I think They're that, the guys that created the culture of the though.
1: club. That's a very good point about... Covid, because I I too think that it's eroded some people turning up who would have turned up otherwise just just because like they got used to not turning up, um, yeah. and it's also it's it's been fucking two effectively two years since we've had a comp, Um so I think it has like detached a little bit. So that was a smart move from South. I am have some of your guys.
0: Your would some of your guys like how many shoot shields did you win?
1: Three, two. Two Two. would
0: would any of your team know who Joy Ayub was?
1: No, oh, like yeah, or one one guy maybe. Yeah, but that's crazy.
0: That's crazy to me. It's like you know, legend of the club, Tim Donling, guys like that. No, Eastwood, Eastwood legends. They should. I I feel like the young guys should know about the story of the people that have played for the club.
1: Yeah, man, you're not wrong. Also, it's something that is been... Worked on the years. Put some throwbacks up, man. Like put, like you know, before your team meeting is put a throwback to like 2015 or 2010. Right? like a game, you know, where we played South or Randwick or something, you know, and show those guys. But um, I think it's also like you'll know. Maybe you haven't noticed. You guys got really strong juniors down there. We've gone from sort of when we won the comp, we were like 50% juniors, fucking insane, to like 10. Yeah.
0: It's changed, like I would it changed say, a lot
1: lately. It's changed a lot, hasn't it? Like, how like how many of your first grade really see you are going to be juniors at the club? Depends what you
0: depends what you count as a junior. Like, someone asked me this the other day. Or someone goes, oh, how many locals will we have? And I said, well, would you consider me a local? They're like, yeah. And I go, well, I'm not from here. You know, I played Colts here. So, if you count, if yeah. you count guys that played Colts at South, then went into grade. Yeah. I'd have to sit down and work it out. There, there yeah. are definitely, there are definitely some, but it's not a huge. It's not the vast majority if that. If that makes any yeah, sense. Yeah, no, it
1: makes sense. I, and I think, but I think that's where the comp's gone in terms of recruiting. I think it's gone naturally there. So, like I said, like seven years ago, the Premiership winning team was we had was like we probably had eight juniors, which is you know, we was lot. probably playing on for the time. That's a lot yeah. now. But at the time, like if you went to West or you went to Ramwick, that well not Ramwick, but like you know, North or whatever, they probably had eight juniors as well. Whereas now, like, you know, guys get frustrated one club, they go to another club, and eventually they find home. But you know, we'd probably I'd say we'd have two or three juniors, you know. Yeah so a lot more down the grades, a lot more down the grades, like you know, fours predominantly juniors and local guys, but up the top, you I think the nature of sort of recruitment, the comps a little bit more it's more malleable in terms of where players go. So I think it is far less, far less. I think,
0: I think, and I've said this to you before, definitely, but I think what's going to have to happen is that the shoot Shield's going to have to start paying people like equivalent to the English championship kind of wages, because if you want super rugby to be as good as it can be, you really need your shoot shield, your Brisbane club competition to be as good as it can be. So now the, the shoot shield is being looked at very, very highly from people all over the world now. Obviously, because of the exposure with Stan, there's guys going to Japan, France, um, USA, Ireland, Holland. There's people going everywhere. So if you want this, so if in Super Rugby, our top guys are good. They have a few injuries, and you're down to the shoot shield guys. And if all the shoot shield guys are playing rugby overseas, it's going to leave slim pickings yep. for people to to pick up the spot. So I think you know the the salary caps a lovely idea. I know most teams are probably ignoring it. Um, I don't know why I winked then, but there's a, there's a lot of teams that are clearly igno- there's a lot of teams that are clearly ignoring it. Why don't you just brush it and and start paying guys properly? Because, mate, as you know, even as a coach, it's not a three night a week thing.
1: It's a fucking big job. You know, yeah, I always I always oh, complain. I'm not complaining. Always say you got to be crazy to coach. I think you have got to be a little bit crazy to play as well. Because, like you said, she are regarded reasonably highly, so. Uh, for a while, while the NRC was on, a lot of those gigs overseas would be like, NRC, show the NRC. That's gone to shit. So it's like, you know, true Shield is looked at reasonably well. Like not... It will be not so much in the top in of the, the world.
0: Forwards. Uh, Probably everywhere, but tight forwards, it's, it's looked at upon. Yeah. very well. Yeah. Um, but your high-level tight forwards
1: will, will, you know, they'll go on to do something if they're good. But like you the, what you said, right? So like before you've got to be a bit crazy to do it because it's particularly if you're aspirational. Cause like, you know, if you're not like, I like uh, Michael I last year, he, I'm obviously close with him. He ended up playing for the rebels. Mate, I was with him a week before that he's, he's at uni and he like working a bar job. So like the discrepancy between full-time and next year is so large Um you know, loves- if, imagine if you were getting thirty to
0: forty k. Well, just just say you you're a young guy, you got a job which is rugby, you know, rugby um, centric, whatever. Your your boss lets you work around your rugby. You're getting twenty to thirty k a year to play shoot shield. You're gonna be far more mm. likely to stay, aren't you? Or 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 oh, to f- attract other good players. You well,
1: know? you're gonna get yeah, mate. One one million percent, like a, a bit of help like, with rent. Uh, yeah, unless. Yeah, unless you got a loophole in your, like, unless you're from a country of Asia, like, unless you've got a Lebanese passport, you've got an English passport, like, you're screwed at the moment. So, um, if, mate, if they were paying that, I'd probably still be playing. realistically. 100%, like, you, like just think you about can this, work around like,
0: that. You, you live at home, you still, you get an extra 30 to 40k a year, they pay you rent, you, you're not going to go overseas for anything that isn't substantial. Or, or a life experience at this point. So you might go to the
1: MLR or Japan, basically. Yeah. But like the, you see it, I'll tell you what you see it, you see it in the Mitre 10. You do. It's not common, but you see like a 38-year-old guy who's retired from Super Rugby or he, he he's sort of fallen out of Super Rugby and he's still playing for Hawks Bay. Because Hawks Bay, he gets a decent wedge and he can still play good quality football. But like, there's absolutely no doubt the retirement age is falling lower and lower it would would be vastly reduced by like more, more money like people have to start working like, like i could give countless examples but like you know like sam ward he could play another 5 years man he's a fucking animal but he's got a he's got a full time job he's got a business like yeah. but if you threw him you know 30 grand you know it's a different it's different flavour
0: I'll ask you a question, and I know you. I know you got a big going on, so you have to go soon. But no, all, the, t- the TV rights money—how does that work? Because yeah. I remember when remember when they started broadcasting more than a couple of games a week for Channel Seven or, or whatever. When the East guys bought it, and it was like club TV. I can't remember all the details of it, um, but my understanding of it is that there's very few people that are actually getting money from that TV revenue, and it certainly
1: isn't the clubs. Is that yeah, an we accurate statement? Yeah, yeah, no, no. no. Clubs, you yeah, know, no, if, if you, at the time, right, when they were doing the stand deal and the the Fox Sports deal fell through, right? I think it was Raylene Castle at the helm, helm of the pirate ship. Um, she, we, the Shoot Shield was offered money to be telecast by itself, um, but we got lumped in with the rest of Australian rugby. So, they were trying to do a deal at the time, ended up doing it with Stan. Stan's great. Don't know whether we get any money from it, but we actually had at the first year of seven, we were paying to be on seven. Shoot Shield was paying to be on it. Um, and this, I can't remember what it was from, whether it was a streaming service or whatever, but they were going to pay the Shoot Shield $250,000, $500,000 to telecast the Shoot Shield. So, uh, but then Raylene came in and lumped us in with the ARU and Super Rugby so that we were sort of sold as a package. Uh, yeah. So unfortunately, any revenue that was going to be a massive turnaround, by the way, from paying to be on TV to getting paid... Oh, you it's, know, look, I, no no I, doubt it's awesome. And yeah. the clubs
0: can make money through sponsorship, you know, all, all that kind of stuff. But but what I'm saying is, like, Stan's
1: obviously been very successful.
0: Like, show me the money. No, no. You
1: know well, I mean? that's been the... Uh, that's been the criticism of Australian rugby since the dawn of the the troubles, I call them. Uh, yeah. Like, is the top? It's all it's top downs, No grassroots, no funding to the clubs. So it's unless they get to problem. start
0: its own streaming service. You get a shitload of games. They cuts. can't.
1: So that's the thing. They can't. I think that was part of the Rayland Castle thing, is because they they were going to they were selling their rights, Sydney Rugby or whatever the weird board is. They were selling the rights to the comp. And it was deemed, or as you know, some lawyers in a back room somewhere were like, "Well, no, you can't sell the rights. Australian Rugby owns the rights, so you're in oh. with this crowd." And at the time, it was a dwindling crowd, right? Who Fox Sports didn't want to buy, um, and it went for not not that much. Okay, so it's an Australian Rugby-owned product, even though all the players.
0: Okay, yeah, right. This is why I talk to you. You're Pretty smart,
1: sure. Man. Well, who How do we do pay? pay?
0: Who do we pay Rego to? Uh, they are you, yeah,
1: yeah. Pretty sure they are you. Yeah. Geez, that's like a lot you of think money. Like,
0: that's a lot of money. Just slightly.
1: Oh, mate, I, I. It is fucking scary. I was. Oh, it, it is. What? What's that, I man? What's up Well, uh, South.
0: Park, yeah, South. Park, I think it's four hundred. But that's not the that's not the scary part. That's only a small portion of the money that they are required to pay to offset the cost. I think. Don't quote me on this. I'm not. Uh, probably shouldn't talk unless I'm being. You know, fuck it. I, I yep. think it costs about fifteen hundred bucks a person to register a player.
1: How? though? what are the fucking expenses? Like where are they can uh, being carried over to? This is what I've been told before. No, no, stuff, no, no.
0: Stuff to do with insurances, all that uh, the Aiu requirements, all that sort of shit. I, I probably shouldn't talk unless I got all the details. But um, the the money that they ask the players for registration is only to offset. The cost that the clubs pay, and it's only a very small portion of it.
1: No, I, I don't disagree with that. I don't think we, that's speaking out of turn. I don't think you're speaking out of turn to say the registration fees are fucking insanely high, even when offset. So, like, we're probably doing the same thing as you, but yeah. guys fronting up and to Remember, this is all the great. So, the first grade guys maybe take it out of the match payments from round one and two, the fucking fourth grade guys who are paying 400 bucks for a pair of shorts. And to play on the weekend. You're kidding me. Yeah. So it's they need to do something man. About
0: like. It's Do you guys have it? Do you guys do? Um, yeah. No, let's not go into that. But, yeah, I agree. I think, and, and imagine if you're, uh, like, for kids' sport, I think the registration costs are getting higher. So if you've got multiple kids playing, you know, summer sports, winter sports, some of them play more than a sport at a time, but all that's up very quickly. They need
1: to do something about that. I haven't got a solution. Hey, no, it's yet. all good. I well, I don't know. I'd like I'd like to see where it goes personally, but interestingly, yeah.
0: subbies don't pay many fees apparently. So
1: I'd like to know how that all works. Subbies, subbies, subbies don't really pay much. Subbies are run by New South Wales though, rather than ARU, I think okay. maybe different governing different governing body. But yeah, look, I think the 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 fucking summary is we. I think everyone's paying way too much registration. And I think that if Shoot Shield was an independent uh product that was sold to people, you'd get a surprising amount of people willing to pay five bucks a week to watch their team play. I think 100. you'd actually get a oh, you'd get heat, a lot. A yeah, I agree. You would.
0: Um mate, when you, get, you know, S- Sousa's is on the come up again, but when remember when we were in the finals kind of regularly, sort of
1: Hmm. Ten,
0: you know that kind of era, And I'd get messages from people yeah. in the state, all over the world, checking up on how we're going. And I'm sure when you guys were winning it all, uh, you would have got the exact same thing. So there's a huge undercurrent of support for for club rugby, um, mate. We we've, we've definitely talked about this, but I think the national club comp thing's got to happen as well.
1: All right, I I've thought about it a billion times. I don't know how it's done. Well, I think what if you had like a 2 tier or you had like a system where the top four teams went through every year. The 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 difficulty in that is having arrangements for the top four before they are the top four. So, like, how yeah. do you arrange? So you'd have to
0: give you'd have to give them like a mini preseason, and then
1: the funding. Yeah, you're right; it wouldn't work. Yeah, it's look, it's complicated. I i i, I we played twice in that sort of national championship thing, which no watches, but it was fun. I think the concept's great, but what will happen then, Chubby, As well, if the top four teams from New South Wales go each year, right, all the talent in the comp is going to those top four teams, all the talent. So even more so than now where, you know, guys will go to, like, uni or they'll go to Eastwood because they like they think that that's where they they'll get looked at the most. If you've been in that, if you're likely to be in that, so if you're a uni or like whatever is the normal top four, they are going to get flooded and completely empty the rest of the comp. So Strong points. It's, Strong points. It's complicated, so ideally,
0: man. Ideally, in an ideal world, it would be awesome.
1: But um, I guess the reality of it, you're right. It'd be, great, it'd be great if there was enough money that the problem is not all teams would want to chip in, right? Because a lot of the teams would be like, well, we're not going to be in the top four. I'm not putting fucking 50 grand in something. We're not going to be in before yeah. it happens. But if there was enough money to subsidise a tournament where at the end of the year the top three teams, top four teams from um, New South Wales play, the top four teams from Queensland, one from Canberra, one from Melbourne, um, one from WA, yeah, that would be really good. And I think people would watch it because people actually care about their clubs. Um, but to have that happen, you'd also need not an exorbitant amount of money, but a fair bit amount of cash to run that, which I don't yeah. think anyone has. To you for us, save us.
0: You for us, mate. Uh, this has been a good chat. Anything else to finish this off? Any thoughts? I don't think Any so. Rugby season is approaching.
1: Uh, yeah, no, I will say. Uh, I think the Tars I think the task could be a problem for the Reds at this point in time. I just don't think the Reds are on. I think Brumbies versus Fiji should probably get postponed due to possible homicide. And Rebels versus the Force. I think the Force will do it. I think the fours are going to beat them, so I haven't looked at the odds on that one. Um, but I think I think I think they're the picks for me. No, I'm uh, picking a South Eastwood grand final this year. <laughs> I'd be happy to do that, mate. I'm going <laughs> South Eastwood grand final straight to Aspen Rugby first, so that would be great. Are you going? To, are you going to Aspen? Yep. With a, with
0: the team, or are you just going for a visit? With our uh, Pacific Beach. Oh, that year old team from over uh, in. Uh... Oh man. Oh, subsidized, be good. heavily oh, subsidized. <laughs> how, how good are junkets? How good are junkets? The only
1: I will say, Chubby, we uh, we we tried to get into the over 35s division, <laughs> which I think I could pass as very easily. Um, but they actually changed it to 40 and over now, so we unfortunately now have to play in the uh in the opens. under 40s comps, so the opens, and we have obviously the Ben, the head coach, uh, Johnny Grant, myself, Nick Batcher. Ooh, um, good team. Good team. Oliver the Strange for Sydney Uni. So we're we're heading over from this side, meeting the American guys there, but I have a very bad feeling I'm gonna to have to tackle some former fucking all black playing on 20 grand just to turn up or something. Bad. It's
0: it's funny how seriously the American guys take it. We played in a seven's oh. tournament in Alaska and uh, with Deadwood and it, amazing. Yeah. If you ever get to go go to Alaska, mate, it's it's like how the world was before human beings fucked up. But um, this crazy Kiwi guy who, who owned an excavation company ended up just over a period of years with just landfill on the side of his house and just build a rough. I've seen field. it, man.
1: I've seen uh, that it's crazy,
0: incredible. In- and you're playing a game, it's like 11.30 at night, the sun's the sun's out and yeah, <laughs> amazing. But we, uh, we played the US Army Sevens team and um, oh, you know, I, like I was that, pl- that. I was and we beat them in the rounds, and then they, they got some guys in for the finals. <laughs> And um, you know, there's a video of them all kneeling over, like stretching and praying and doing like all serious stuff. And we we
1: didn't even warm up; just stand around having beers. And, oh mate. You know. the Americans Americans are different, graves, You see what I'm saying? i um, I've st- I talk to my American friends every fucking day. But, but when I first got to America, by the way, if you're out there somewhere, I wish I would put this up separately. And you want just an experience? Go play rugby in Texas or California. Unbelievable. Um, but he, I got to training and batches like look. I know you're not going to like this. We're going to have to do contact, heavy contact, once. If you fucking whack some people and you run over some people, you never have to do it again. Because um, that, and all they do is contact over there. So I got to my first session. I fucking hate contact. Anyone who knows me well, Chubby, you know me well, know that. I had to wail some like guys who probably never played the game before, Wild three or four of them, no contact for the rest of the season. But so what happened? They just
0: wouldn't train with you
1: or like, or no, they'd be like, oh, okay, these guys can do it. You know, like these guys, oh, they know what they're doing. But like all Americans is just full contact all the time. So like a perfect session for them would be five-meter five meter drill down the train tracks, just fucking 20 on 20 all in brawl. Um, it's, they do so much contact. But so he basically was like, if you do a good job this one session, we can just sit out of contact the rest of the year.
0: And that's what we did. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> Fuck! I wish I could do that. I wish we could do that. Oh, I don't fucking play anymore, um, mate. That was good. I'm looking forward to this weekend. It's all going to go around again. This season 16 for me. Shoot, Sean. Crazy. Mm. You be you be getting Tom. up there as well now. Yeah, 12, 12, 12. <laughs> it's a grind, mate, but it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, thanks to everyone who's been listening. Um, please like, subscribe, share. Video's been a bit shitty with this one, so we'll probably just put it out in audio. And um, any any closing remarks, thoughts? You know,
1: no, 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 no predictions. Back, back the line, back my back my tips, mate. They came through last week. They'll come through again. No worries, buddy. Well,
0: let's uh, let's end it there.